On this week's episode of A3 Life, if you're feeling stuck, burned out, exhausted, unmotivated, we have 10 tips to get your head back in the game. We are three best friends living on three corners of the country, wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. So let's dive into it. Number one tip is to listen to something that is going to motivate you, pump you up, get you excited, get you focused. So a few ideas, um, a three life podcast. Let's just start there. Yeah. <laughs> of course. We have so many episodes. So I don't think I often forget how many we have. We've been doing this over a year, guys, for every single week. So if you've missed some podcasts, I promise there's some really good ones that you've missed in the past. Yeah, we have just tons of content. So obviously, we have to do a shameless plug on our own podcast. But honestly, just listen to something. Uh, I know that for me, when I am listening to content, it puts me in a creative space. And all it takes is one good remark from somebody to get my brain moving. And then for the whole rest of the day, I'm like 100 miles an hour. It just does something to me. But most of us have that thing for them. You know, maybe it isn't podcast and it doesn't, you know, we were just plugging and being silly. It doesn't have to be our podcast, but we do have tons and tons and tons of content. Uh, It can be any podcast. It can be a religious podcast. If that's something that is important to you, that you need to fire yourself up or kind of refill your cup, it can be um, a leadership thing, or it can be just a subject that you're wanting to learn more about. Something that just kind of turns your brain on and gets you excited and and moving. I know for Alicia, that is music. Uh, In particular, let's be honest, rap. Really offensive, (laughs) nasty. I mean, whatever gets you moving. And so if really offensive, vulgar vulgar music gets you moving as it does me, then it's fine. Everything's fine. A lot of people, surprisingly, like I have another friend, so Jessica, that was on the podcast. She loves rap music, too. Like, who would have ever thought Matt loves rap music, too? Who would have ever thought? Yeah, like the most unusual people, like people I would not suspect always like rap, vulgar, offensive music. I'm like, wait, you, you listen to this, too? <laughs> it's just like, that's something that definitely gets my head in the game big time, especially if it has to do like with fitness. I can't even explain to you what it does. You know, if, if I need like that energy boost, I put on my headphones and turn on my music and I'm like, oh, it's freaking on. <laughs> I will like walk and walk and walk and walk. It just, I don't know. It just pumps you up. And I know I'm not the only one who's super, super motivated by music. I, I like music. It's on my list, but like Alicia makes listen to music like the time, like almost a friend Jonathan, like always has a boom box, always has on music. I'm like, it's, it's five o'clock in the morning. Can you just like, give me a minute before we turn on the music? Like, I just need a minute before music. <laughs> I really do listen to music, I think, like 90% of my whole life. (laughs) It's like just always on. So whatever it looks like, offensive rap music, gospel music, a podcast, YouTube video, Rocky, audio book, 
so many things. But listen to something. That's the point. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So are we moving on to number two? Number two, write down five things your business has done for you, you know, or maybe somebody else, if you're inspired by it, you know, when I was growing up, I used to journal a lot. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't do that near what I should. Um, and when I was young, it really helped, you know, sometimes when you're feeling discouraged, when you're, you know, just needing that extra little something and needing that kind of little spark again, getting out your notebook and just writing down some things that, you know, you're actually thankful for something your business has done for you, something to have like a reminder that you can look at, you know, to kind of refire you up again. I think, I mean, I think that's super important, you know, whether it's, you know, just writing it down, like, you know, in a list or journaling it out and, you know, kind of talking about it to yourself. I don't know. I love journaling and I really, really, really need to probably practice that hobby more. I just think it's easy. I sometimes like living day-to-day life. I, I don't think I forget. I take advantage of some of the things that I'm allotted just to be honest. And I forget how good I have it. Something as simple as like, the flexibility to work when I want. Like I forget that I remember those days when I didn't get to work when I want. I had to clock in at eight o'clock and I had to leave at five and then I had to go pick up my kid. You know, that like I sometimes forget about that to be honest. So reminding myself like what a blessing it is to have some of these things that have become normal in our life, quite frankly, and praise the Lord they have. But I think you sometimes just forget them. So writing that down as a refresher, like, oh my goodness here are five things or here's five things that it's done for a teammate of mine or two things, you know, it's changed Allie's life in this way, or it changed Alicia's life in this way, or it's brought me friendship, whatever it looks like writing it down and seeing, you know, five things, 10 things, three things, whatever it is. Well, because I think it's, you know, like it's, it's a beautiful thing to like remind yourself what it's done for you. And then on the flip side of that, you know, like if you're a people lover, if you're a heart girl, you know, and sometimes, you know, like we're not as, I don't know, I, I think we don't look at the blessings that have been given to us, like, or the, the things that we've done for ourselves and how we've pushed. And sometimes looking at other people, you know, I think really helps, you know, if you can, if you're really getting that, you know, distracted or bummed out or let down or just kind of sidetracked and not feeling super fiery with your business, writing down things that you've actually seen happen to people, you know, maybe on your team, if you're a network marketer, you know, like what has it done for people on your team? You know, has, has this particular girl got to, you know, like, I mean, I mean, on my team personally, I know like where I grew up, you know, like donating plasma and donating, you know, things like that people did for money. And so, you know, knowing that people have come out of circumstances, you know, where they've, you know, moved on and not had to, you know, do things like that. That's, that's crazy. You've been able to, you know, like leave their job and stay at home. And I mean, there's so many awesome things that have come from it. And I think just, you know, maybe taking time to write it down and re-looking at it. Definitely makes you thankful. Mm -hmm. So number three tip would be kind of goes along with this. Revisit your goals and remember why you started. So it's easy to get burned out, frustrated, tired, exhausted. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been doing this. I'm stuck. I'm spinning, whatever that looks like. But remember why you started. It could be something simple or it could be something big. Why did you start your business? Did you do it for the time freedom? Did you do it? And then think about the things, the reasons you did it and make sure that you're staying aligned with what what you did do. You know, if you did it for time freedom, don't become a slave to your business. You know, set those business hours, set those standards and set the non-negotiables for your life and don't give up why you started your business because that's a great way to get burned out. 
Yeah, I think the other thing that I have done too is take those goals and have placed reminders like around the house. So right now on the computer that I'm using to record this is a post-it note that says stop scrolling and get back to work. Um, On the light switch of the door, as you're walking out my front door, it says um, get to work blue house. It's like this house that we're wanting to build on one of my cabinets. I have a post-it note that says something about the house we're wanting to build. So like not only have I taken time to kind of write down and revisit my own goals and to reassess that and realign myself, I've also made sure that there's things in my house that tell me to stop scrolling and get back to work to do it for the reason that I'm now the thing I'm now working towards Um, in my weight loss portion of it. I was listening to a podcast and a coach that was like, you don't get to be mad or you don't get to say that you have failed at something until you can say that you were consistent at it. And he delved into on the weight loss side of things, like how to track your weight loss. So, you know, on November 1, if you uh, did moved that day, got up off of your butt and moved, took your supplements and hit your, your nutrition goals, then you get a, you hit the mark, you hit your target, you get an X for that day. If you didn't, then you get a big zero for that day and buying a calendar and actually tracking that. And so like, well, I guess what I'm saying is that not just revisit them, but also find ways to hold yourself accountable. So I went and got myself a calendar that I'm looking at right now that's hanging on my wall that shows me that I did really awesome last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at my goals, but holy crap, that weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I didn't hit my mark. You got um, the O, you got the zero. I got, I got some big zeros on those days. So revisiting those and then finding ways to hold yourself accountable as well, I think is important. Yeah, it's a great idea. And it's it's almost like not a punishment to yourself, but like, wow, Allie, Elisa, Alicia, whatever, you did really good those days. And then you kind of derailed. So let's do better this week, even if you do better on one more day, like you get one more check instead of the O, whatever that looks like. So I love that idea. And in the post-it notes and the reminders, all things that go along in that same avenue um, of, of remembering why you started. Yeah, I like it. Uh, okay, so my turn. Okay, making and editing a dream board. So I like again, all of this is if you're how to get back into it if you're feeling unmotivated. And dream boards for me were something that felt really silly. Like I thought like, this is a kid's craft project. This is going to do nothing for me until I went back and looked at my first ever dream board and realized that I had checked every single one of those things off of my dream board. Like it gave me chills and it made me feel happy. And it made me realize that 99.9% of the time, none of us are satisfied. None of us are where we want to be, whether it's with finances, the business, a a weight loss goal, a fitness goal. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. We always, we never stop at a goal and celebrate it. Like we just keep looking for the next thing. And so it made me realize how much I had actually accomplished. So 
I think if for no other reason, do a dream board so that in a year from now, whether you post it on Facebook and it pops up in your memories, those memories on Facebook are like one of my favorite things at Facebook, like one of my favorite features, first of all, because I steal and reuse my own content like once a year, like every time it pops back up, I'm like, ah, posting that again. But also because when you post stuff like that, you can take a look at it and it's a year later once you posted it it'll tell you like, here's what you said you wanted to accomplish. And you can look at that and you can either say, oh my gosh, look at all the things that I I said I wanted that I now have that I just have been taking for granted, or I still haven't accomplished that. And I still want that thing. I agree. I remember doing dream boards, like with my team and like, just seeing, you know, everyone's different, you know, desires and wants like everyone, you know, has something a little bit different and and has different dreams and different goals. And, and I think to actually put it on paper, put it in front of you. And I know I kind of thought that same thing for a while. I'm like, this does feel like a crafty craft prop, you know, project, but I do think there's a powerful message behind it, you know? And like you said, if, you know, you start out making your dream board and later can relook at it and revisit it again and see, you know, the things that you've accomplished, that's pretty powerful. I mean, that's a powerful push. Yeah. And if you're a visual person, that's huge. Like looking at it every single day, that's like, here's your goal. Keep working with it. And again, kind of goes hand in hand with those reminder notes, things like that. But if you haven't done a board or need to revisit it, I highly recommend it. It's, you know, it's it's a good tool. It's a good tool if you're feeling in a slump. Hello, go back, redirect. Absolutely. So next, if you are feeling in a funk, feeling stuck, burned out, unmotivated, get active and participate in your team pages, in your customer pages. You know, there's something to be said about, you know, like being, you know, being a leader and the whole phrase, you know, the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. And, and sometimes putting yourself, I mean, at least I feel like when I feel kind of shitty and crummy or just kind of slow, putting yourself in front of your team, because you want to set that pace. You want to set, you know, you want to set that so that way they'll follow. And the last thing I know that I want to be is setting a poor example. You know, and so for me, a lot of times it does like help kind of re-motivate me, even if I don't want to, I'm like, man, I do not want to do this right now, you know, but if you just put yourself out there and, and, you know, get yourself in your team group, you know, get busy with your team again, and then your customer pages, you know, there's nothing that is more fulfilling than seeing people excited about your, you know, your opportunity, your products, and, and then just listening to people's success and cheering people on, you know, when things sometimes are stale, take that time to cheer for other people. You know, I mean, we all have like huge team pages, um, customer pages. You know, and I mean, there's so much you can do to just dive in and try to get yourself excited again, you know, for other people even. And I just want to reiterate the fact that you said this, what you're doing, your team is going to follow. So if you're like, "Mm, my team group is kind of lame right now, not a lot going on, not a lot of chat or not a lot of posts, redirect like the self-reflect, am I doing my part here? You know, if your customer page is stale and everyone's like, oh, nothing's going on. Are you doing your part? Are you showing up and doing your part? Or are you just waiting for everybody else to do their part? So as soon as you keep showing up and showing your team that you're showing up, 
they're going to hop on too. Like when momentum's high, we know this, everyone's all on the bandwagon and everything's great. And then when things go down, no momentum, no one's showing up, you know? So keeping that up, even when it's hard and even when you don't feel like it, is going to make a huge difference. And again, people are naturally going to follow. They're going to start chatting. They're going to start posting. They're going to start being interactive. And there's something like motivating and encouraging and inspiring when you see other people having success. Yeah. And, you know, the, there's the saying about keeping everybody close to the fire. You know, the closer to the fire you are, the warmer things are, the more likely you are to catch a spark or the more likely somebody around you is to catch a spark. The further away from the fire you get, the colder it gets. And nobody wants to be the person that doesn't know what's going on. You know, like we have all had those people that have just slowly but surely like creeped away and creeped and creeped and creeped and creeped. And one of two things happens. They realize that they are so far away that they have no idea how to catch up. And they're the ones that will come to you and be like, hey, catch me up. But it's been so long and it is hard. Once you get that far out of the loop and that far back, things change really, really quickly in this business. There's news every month there's a new promo, there's a new this, there's a new that, there's a new product, there's a, we switch this, there's a, like, it just changes so fast. And if you, the longer you are away, the further you step back, the harder it is to catch up. And then number two, those are the people that end up quitting, whether they try to come back in and can't figure it out, or they just slowly fade out into the point where they are almost um, non-existent or almost like irrelevant because they have no clue what is going on. Um, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be that person that's in either of those positions. And if you're one of those, I want to stay warm, involved and around the fire, guess what? You're going to go find somebody that is, you're going to find a team that is, you're going to find a company that is warm and inviting and keeping things lit around the fire. So not only are you potentially going to lose them, they're going to go somewhere else and shine and, and feel warm with that group. That's, that's what they're looking for. And we have people that just want to hang around the campfire. That's what they want. That's what they're looking for. They want to show up at every meeting. They want to show up at every call. They want to be around the fire. So staying active, staying involved and keeping people in close in those group pages. Y'all group pages are what keeps, keeps them going. So next, our next tip would be, and I've been doing this lately, um, create an accountability chat with your team members to help keep you motivated, you and them. And I think we all in some way, shape or form have a chat, whether it's X amount, whether it's your personal recruits, whether it's your, whatever your chat looks like. Um, Right now I've been doing the water challenge that I've been doing kind of um, open to anyone, but it's holding not only me accountable for my water intake, but bringing other people in and keeping them involved and on their water intake. I mean, it seems silly, but guys, it's an easy, we're in a health and wellness industry. We all know water is the key to success. Even if, if they want to participate and buy products, great, but I don't make it like purchase necessary, but it's keeping people accountable. So it can be, you know, you have your new person, you have a three-way chat, whatever accountability looks like for you, but creating that chat to not only hold them accountable, but yourself. And that's hugely successful in most cases, because you don't want to be the one person in the group chat that's like not doing anything, right? Or you're not trying or you're not talking to enough people or whatever it looks like. People having success hold other people accountable. And you can use a group chat to do something that simple. Yeah. I'm realizing like how, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people in the world that like think that 
group chats are like the most annoying thing on the planet, but like we have all been using them for so long for a business that, that it doesn't even cross our minds most of the time anymore. But for the average person that like doesn't get a million messages a day, it is a little overwhelming, but I'm also realizing how much it's wanted. Ironically enough, yesterday before we, you know, even did this podcast, somebody that's just a customer on the products that we that we represent asked in our support page is there any way to we could create like does anybody want a buddy does anybody want accountability partner and so they just kind of like formulated on its on its own some of us admin and and experienced like product users joined in so we could kind of like monitor and help and coach and guide um but they're literally in there just saying like i took you know i did my system i did my products i did my steps for the day um uh, down a pound this morning like just they're just number one, people like to talk about their successes when they're having them. And so that's a great thing. But also they just kind of they want that com- camaraderie, especially right now in this world, like weird world that we're living in where, you know, I, I don't know, people miss people a lot. Right and now. I feel like they're guaranteed to have more success in a setting like that, whether it's an a product accountability, water accountability, recruiting accountability, whatever it is. If you put yourself in a setting like that, I feel like we're setting people up for more success or just giving them another tool to help them. I mean, more than likely, Ali, I bet you if you watch and monitor the statistics of success in that chat alone versus like someone not in the chat, I bet you that they're going to be doing better. I mean, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. And same yeah, with, like, and maybe that like, and maybe that is like a tip in and of itself too. like maybe not only reach out for that accountability yourself, but maybe put yourself in a situation where you're able to hold other people accountable and cheer for their success. Because if you're in a place in your life where you're not getting what you want or you're not feeling good about yourself, but you're also, but you're able to provide something for somebody else. I feel like that can also make you feel good too. To yeah, help you. Making someone else feel good always makes me feel better. I mean, like yeah. literally going and posting on someone's Facebook wall. Like take five minutes, go bring some joy to someone else's life. That makes me feel better and feel happier. That's kind of another like bonus tip. Make someone else feel better. Okay. I lost uh, lost my spot here. Where are we? Number seven. I Number can't even four. find my list. What happened? What's happening? <laughs> okay. Number seven. Um, continuing personal development. If you aren't staying on top of it, you will burn out fast. So this kind of goes back to number one, but it's similar, but being more specific than just listen to music or just throw on a motivational YouTube video or whatever. This is a deep dive into how you can grow yourself. And we all know those people that like clearly have never done any level of self-reflection, self-work, developing as a human. We all know them and look at them like, ooh, you must have been like an only child or something. There is something wrong with that part. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there is something not don't only children don't come at me. I'm just using like an example, but we all have been like, hmm, you must have never been told no your entire life. You know, like <laughs> what self-entitled brat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but don't, I mean, not that we're not brats. We're brats too, but like we're brats that are working on it. Okay. We are <laughs> yeah, working. Yeah, we're trying. 
we're developing ourselves. Yeah, we try. But you know, like whatever it is, like there is always something to be worked on. Like if I don't care if it's past traumas, if it's uh, that you don't know. Like I was twenty three. Yes, absolutely. Really really work on that. Everybody, everybody. If you have some shit in your past, like. By all means, work it out. You should be working because it it's out. gonna, re- if it's, um, especially if it's reflecting on you today, which it probably is. Absolutely. Um, whether you know, when I started this business, I was 23 years old. Did I know how to lead an organization of 6,000 distributors? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't no. know, I did not know at all what I was doing. I had to develop that somehow. And that's their reading. Like, you know, John C. Maxwell is one of my absolute favorite leadership development people. I mean, that's what his whole, that's everything that he's about is leadership. He has book after book after book after book. And, you know, I had to learn that. So whatever the skill is, even if you're not in network marketing, if you are in network marketing and you're like, I suck at sales, there's a book for that. There's a podcast for that. There's a course for that. There's whatever it is that you need to be better at. If it's, I don't know how to get organized in my life. Like my house is a disaster. How do I clean it? Like there's my dirty laundry. Don't ask me. Obviously I still have some developing to do. He's still listening to that podcast. I'm still trying to find (laughs) that podcast. It's fine. It exists. I think it's on Netflix. (laughs) Like just remembering and really keeping in your head as far as consistent growth goes is, you know, like you said, did I ever start out thinking I was going to have an organization of this size and that it was going to, you know, be this certain way. And did I ever think I could lead, you know, this, I don't think that, you know, like a lot of times I don't know that we're ever ready. And I think like, if you learn and grow as you go and you make it a point to say, you know what, like I'm going to constantly be pouring into myself Because me, I have a really bad habit of giving and giving and going and going and going, and I will burn myself straight the hell out. You know, if you're constantly trying to like, you know, um, pour from an empty cup, you're pretty much useless. You know, you're not going to be good for anybody if you're not filling up your own cup, if you're not making it a point to grow, if you're not making it a point to take that extra time for personal development. And I'll be honest. When I first got into this, I thought that was the weirdest ass thing I ever heard of. I don't know. Like, I mean, I never knew anybody that listened to podcasts and listened to all that personal development stuff. I mean, I don't even, it's not like they teach you that necessarily in school or anything else. And I just think unless somebody tells you that, or unless it's something that you learn or, or whatever, I mean, I don't think people realize how important personal development is and taking time to fill your cup. I mean, it's extremely important. And I want to add back, you know, pre-COVID, my favorite way to fill my cup is going to events. Like that's my absolute favorite way to fill my cup, whether it's like a networking event or a recruiting event, or like we went to Rachel Hollis at the beginning of the year in January. And I think we all just like left feeling good and inspired and motivated and so much like reflection and development on ourselves um, that to me, that was, that was my favorite way to fill my cup, being around other people that I love and care about and 
showing up to better myself, whatever that looks like, whether it's like a marriage retreat or a, you know, a religious retreat, whatever it is that fills your cup and and keeps you moving and has you growing in some way, shape or form. Because like Allie said, there's so many different ways you can be growing. We have a lot of areas to grow in parenting, motherhood, friendship, relationship, wife, leader, like we, we, we wear a lot of hats. So there's always something housekeeping that we're all obviously failing at. Like that's okay. We're still working on that. Um, but whatever that looks like to you, make sure you're continuing with your personal development. I'm now lost. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. This is a good one. And listen, I'm preaching to the choir on this one. No, no, honestly, this is a big one for me. And it's an area I'm just going to be honest. I struggle with turn the phone off. It's okay to take a break, you know, just stepping away, taking that time. And again, it's not, that's not, you know, personal development, but it's self-care. I think a lot of times we need to take a break, decompress, you know, like just do something different, step away, have that quiet time, take a walk. You know, honestly, I think probably, I mean, that's probably where I get the most peace when I'm walking. I just have music playing. I'm, you know, like able to just kind of step away from all of it. My head clears, I actually like get so many ideas because you're just, you know what I mean? You're just kind of decompressing. You're away from everything else. You can just think and breathe. And I do think that's super important. And it is very much a self-care regimen that we should all practice. I am terrible at it. Terrible, terrible. I know that I need to put my phone down more than I do and walk away. Um, I, I just think that that's something, you know, like it's, it's, we're just so used to that now, you know, we're so used to having that you know, the phones and, and just that social media, like right at our fingertips that it, it just becomes such a part of us that we forget sometimes just to step away, take a breath of fresh air, relax, put the phone down, turn it off and take some quiet time. Yeah. I, it's honestly something I'm, I can tell you, I'm pretty good at. Like when I get in bed at about 10 o'clock at night, I put my phone on do not disturb and that's it until about seven o'clock in the morning when I wake up. Um, it's, it's taken me a long time to get there, but you know, where I think I've gotten the best at it is being around people that are constantly on the phone, quite frankly, annoys the shit out of me. I think it's rude. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's like, like as a society, we all do it. We all do it in social settings, but it bothers me. So I try obviously not great at it, but I try to turn it off and be present. You guys, like 10 years ago, phones weren't our lifeline. Like we actually had conversations with people. We actually like sat down and played games. And like, I just, I feel like phones, yes, have been such a great blessing to us and we can build a business on our phone, but it's so readily available. Like it's not attached to the wall. (laughs) You don't have to like buy minutes for it. It's not like in a bag phone in your car. (laughs) It's so, such a permanent fixture in our lives that we have to find some off time for that phone for our sanity. Cause it's not just our phone y'all. It's like, if it was just our phone that we just like have an actual phone conversation on, that's one thing. It's not anymore. We're way past a phone. <laughs> like as we knew it as a child phone, I should say. Yeah. And you know, whether it's at nighttime or to work out or, you know, like today I kind of blocked out time where I was like, 
okay, I'm doing this until this time. My assistant was here today. And so I knew from, from nine to one, I was going to sit down and work with her. And then uh, from one to three, I was going to clean up and do some of the things I needed to do. And then I was going to work a little bit longer. And then at five, I was going to be done until the kids had dinner and baths. And then now I'm here working again. And so kind of like blocking out that time that when I was doing that other stuff, I put the phone down, I turned on music or I had a podcast on and I just didn't work and didn't deal with whatever needed that other people felt like needed to dealt with at that time. It could wait until I could get back to my phone. Yeah. I'll say this reminded me of that Allie yesterday I had to work in my closet. Like that's an ongoing issue in my life. If you're my friend, my closet is always a mess. Like I just, whatever. I should just clean up after myself. I don't know. But it's always a task for me and I literally hate doing it. So yesterday I set the timer for one hour. I set an alarm on my phone for one hour and I'm like, you're not going to pick up that phone. You're not going to do anything, but you're going to stay in this closet and you're going to work on it for one solid hour until that timer goes off. So I had music playing had the timer on and I did what I didn't want to do, but I gave myself like, I can do it for an hour. I can do like, I'm going to break it up into time scheduling for an hour in my closet. Seems silly, but you guys, it was super productive and I put the freaking phone down. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great advice for anybody for anything. If, if, even if it is working, if you are a workaholic or you have to do something for work that you hate doing because there's there's parts of our job in network marketing that nobody likes to do like there's just things that just are not the most fun part of it so whether you know it be that or that you're a workaholic i think setting timers is really super super helpful so last are we on the last one no nine we have two more we have nine and one more oh so is it my turn yeah Okay. <laughs> For some reason, I had it in my head. I had the last one. So oh, I guess that's well, why is I it was my confused. Turn? It doesn't matter. I Which don't know. One? Who just did turn off the phone? Yeah, Alicia did turn off the phone. And it's me? It is you. I forgot what line. I forgot the order. I forgot my line. <laughs> I forgot my line in the play. Well, we're not in order on the screen. Okay. So number nine is me. Okay. It's me. Um, Work on con. <laughs> Blah. What? What did I just say? Okay. Work on content creation and whatever puts you in the mood to do that. I find that when I'm at my office, like Ali just got a she shed. If you have a spot, mine is not at my house. Some people thoroughly enjoy working at home. They like that. It works for them. They're super productive. I am not. I'm going to find other things that need to do be done at my house. So I recently rented an office space. Works out really well for me. And when I'm there, there's no distractions. I have this cozy blue chair in my office. And like I write stuff down. Like today's podcast came from sitting in that chair. Like I wrote down all these tips. Um, I come up with Facebook lives. I come up with posts. I come up with content, whatever that looks like in your world. When I say creating content, and maybe that's not something you're good at, find something that inspires you. You know, take someone else's content that you like and enjoy and modify it towards yourself. If you're like, oh, I really like that, I know all three of us do that. We take inspiration from other things. So spending time creating and working on content in that space, whatever headspace you need to be in to do that. Like Ali said, sometimes I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, oh, good note. 
So I'm creating content or working on content for my team or training or you know a podcast, something like that. It sparks from one idea and then I kind of go with it. And we could all hear the same thing. You all are listening to this and it's going to spark an idea for you that's different from someone else. So for me, spending time creating content is, is motivating and inspiring. And it kind of gives me a purpose and feels that void when I'm feeling like kind of blah. I actually think it's one of the funner parts, you know, like if you go on my notes on my phone, that's where I just dump all kinds of stuff. You know, like I might've heard something, like you said, Lisa, I might've like heard something that I liked. And so then you kind of have your little spit on it or seen something that you liked, um, creating like content for your brand, for your business, whatever it is to me, that's the fun stuff. Like that's the stuff that's so exciting. Like, let's be honest, we don't show up with hair and makeup all the time. So there are days, you know, like when I actually get up and I put my face on, I do my hair, I will make it a point to take lots of pictures. So if I'm doing some type of, you know, branding type um, content, I have, you know, the pictures and stuff. I'll go through Pinterest and and Instagram and grab ideas off of there. And a lot of times you'll see really cool quotes. And then, you know, like Lisa said, kind of put your own spin on it, like the content creation and having that stuff, especially on days when you just don't feel creative. Cause we don't always have days where we're just like, listen, today I'm showing up as a badass. I am full of ideas and everything is amazing. You know, some days you're just kind of dry. And so the days when you're super pumped and, and things are just flowing and your creativeness is just like pouring out of you. Like that's when I jump on my notes and I make all kinds of different things, you know, put all kinds of different notes down for content use later. Yeah, that's great. That's great tips. Um, okay. So number 10 and the last one that we have to kind of wrap it up, obviously there's probably more out there, but these are the 10 that we put together. So this one is to host or hop on a team call. So, you know, this kind of goes back to putting yourself in a space where you can be allowed to be creative and that you can get your mind running. But it also, especially if you're hosting a team call, it also kind of forces you to do what you have to do. And sometimes, quite frankly, we just need force to do what we have to do because we're not always on. We don't always feel like it. We don't always feel good. But when you know, most people, when they know that somebody out there is relying on them, when somebody is needing them, whenever they have to kind of turn it on and show up, it it makes you feel good. Like when you're done with that, it makes you feel good. Much like I didn't want to freaking work out tonight. Like I did not want to do that, but I didn't want to put another dang O on that calendar that I'm looking at right now. So I went out there and did it. And once I did, I felt really good. And then I did this team call and then that just was like, Oh, that was so good. And they said so many good things. And I'm so, I'm so glad I showed up for my workout that helped me to show up for my team call that helped me to show up here tonight, if that makes sense. So just making yourself do the thing that you have to do. Yeah. And I, every, and I say this every time I do a call or walk away from a call or get off a call or listen to a call. I am just like fired up, motivated, and excited. I can hear the same thing. I can hear the same testimony. I can hear the same product, you know, demonstration. I'm still motivated, encouraged, and, expi- and inspired. I almost said expired. 
Y'all, I, I swear I haven't been drinking tonight. I know it's like a late night edition, but I've only had water. Okay. So I don't know what's happening with my speech. It's gone. Um, but my point is I, I calls are, I mean, in in-person meetings, the best, right. But that's obviously not a great option right now. Thank you, COVID. But a Zoom, you know, we, we've started true power hour again and hopping on and it's an hour of working and going over content and sharing ideas. That's a great way. You're going to walk off and encourage and motivated, excited to, you know, work your business. So I think calls slash Zoom slash in-person meetings are critical for staying motivated and getting your head back in the game. Okay. Well, I guess we're wrapping that up. So I, yeah, we're like, okay, well, that's it. So (laughs) I hope these tips can help you walk away. Like I said, I want you to know and understand first and foremost, it's a hundred percent normal. It's okay to not be motivated. It's okay to feel blah. It's okay to question. It's okay to feel like what is going on and I just don't have the energy. It's okay. As long as you're willing to get out of that headspace, you can have a bad day. You can be discouraged. You can be upset. You can be unmotivated as long as you're ready to hop back in. So that's why I came up with these 10 tips because honestly, guys, I've been there too. We've been there too. We've had to use some, if not all of these tools in some way, shape or form to get our butts back in gear and motivated for our business to show up for those that are expecting us to show up, right? Because I promise you, no matter where you're at in your company, no matter what rank you have, no matter how insignificant you feel, you're an important part. You're an important part of a team and people are showing up because you're showing up. So making sure that you're showing up for the simple fact of other people is going to make a huge difference, not only in your life, but theirs as well. So I hope these tips help you. I hope you can walk away, get out of the funk, get back to work and get inspired. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life dot biz.